All right, indeed. Um, so as Jared said, my name is Brandon Palmer, uh, and we have um, been here for, uh, for 10 years, and uh, that's exciting. Um, so uh, Jared, this is, as he said, um, it's actually my first time to preach, and so uh, I actually had to work out a deal where I'm, I'm paying to be able to do that here. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so yeah, if, if you leave, then I pay less. No, I'm, I'm kidding, kidding. Okay, so um, I'll be talking about uh, Psalm 37 today, and, and um, just about trusting the Lord. And uh, I'll start off with a couple of stories about um, myself and, uh, and trusting the Lord, where one example where I, I uh, don't believe I did too good a job there, and one where I, I believe I did better. Um, I'm definitely a work in progress, uh, so I, I'm... Uh, I still have a long way to go, but I, uh, the Lord has taught me a, a quite a bit through this psalm. So before we do that, uh, let's pray together. Lord, we just pray you'll guide us as we read your word this morning. Uh, guide us in, in uh, going through this psalm. Help us to, uh, as Jared said, to listen to your word. I pray that you'll uh, speak through me and uh, clearly um, expose your word. Uh, and encourage these folks. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, first story is actually 10 years ago. Um, I, I don't know if you guys remember. There, so there's um, some experts out there have, have put a list together of things that, stressful things that, hey, you know, if, if you want to have a lower stress life, try to spread these things out. Um, well, in 2006, my wife Jennifer and I decided to um, lump a lot of those together. So we, um, we had a baby, our first daughter, Grace. We, um, I changed jobs. I, uh, we decided to move from Pearland to Lake Jackson. Um, we decided to do all this over the holidays. Actually, Grace was uh, six months by then, but uh, doing this over the holidays, um, the job I moved into, I was going into a turnaround and working nights. Um, and did I, so I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned, we decided to renovate the house we were moving into. So um, a little bit of stress, and it, for those plant folks out there, you know what it is to work in a turnaround, and um, if you know what it is to work nights, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, working nights, um, so I, I'd come home, try to sleep a little bit during the day. Jennifer's up, um, trying to take care of our six-month-old daughter, working on the house. Um, I, I didn't, I never slept good during the day, and so I'd get up and I would be grumpy and try to work a little bit before going to work at Dow, and um, just, I, I was, was growing more and more bitter about the situation. Um, I, you know, a lot of, you know, why me, how come I have to be the one who works nights? And if you know anything about home projects, they very rarely go as you plan them and so um just you know project after project was would be frustrating and um just a lot of I spent a lot of time focused on me and um to give you kind of a, a glimpse there one night um we're so we moved into the upstairs of the house and we're working on the downstairs and um Jennifer says hey why don't we put up a Christmas tree um you know it'd be fun it's Grace's first Christmas and so, you know, my, you would think my response would be, yeah, that'd be fun. It's our, our first daughter, first Christmas, kind of. And my response was totally the opposite. What? What are you talking about? It, it's 
we got all this work to do. I'm tired. Just whining, whining. Um, and unfortunately, that, that, was my, that was my behavior through a lot of that period. Um, and uh, it was very short-sighted, too. I was, um, I, I, all I could see was this cloud of, of work and the turnaround and house projects. And um, w- Lord willing, and thankfully, he brought us through that. And, uh, after, you know, looking back on it, even today, I, I wonder what all the Lord had to teach me through that. And I think being here to talk to you guys about it is one of those things. Um, and so the, there was a 10-year gap there. Um, and one of the things that the Lord brought me to was this psalm. Um, and I actually memorized it because I needed it. Um, and uh, it just continued to teach me uh, to trust Him and to do good. And, and then, um, and obviously during that 10 years, there were lots of opportunities to trust him. Uh, and then came a larger one in January of this year. Um, and so as Jared mentioned, in January, we moved again. And actually that was, happened again over the holidays. We like to do stressful things over the holidays. Um, so, uh, we, um, uh, probably in October, got the idea of, uh, you know, an opportunity came up in, in Sea Drift, Victoria area, to move, and uh, started praying about it, and um, uh, did a lot of homework, did talk to, got some godly counsel, did our homework on the job in the area and the schools and all that good stuff, <clears throat> and we uh, um, got to... Uh, the the point where we were okay this is where the lord wants us to go and um so we transitioned the kids to new schools halfway through uh the year we um i actually had to live away from from uh from my family for about a month i was living in victoria and driving back on the weekends to see everybody um so some loneliness there um moving is is always a an adventure um so there was there was stress for sure um, and it was a new role, a bigger role than I had ever done before. So stress at work. Um, but you can ask Jennifer, my outlook um, was completely different. It, it was um, uh, very hopeful. Um, you know, I, I remember praying time and time again, Lord, please use this time, this transition, this move to draw us closer to you and to one another. And um, I mean, it, it was hard. I, I'm, I'm not going to to sugar sugarcoat it it was hard um there were times i remember driving uh, one of the toilets was leaking in the new house and i was driving to lowe's to get a new fitting and fix it and um i was just kind of weepy you know missing my family my wife and my kiddos and just kind of crying and um just praying lord you know help me through this i know you're over all this um and uh just a renewed sense of trusting in him was there and, and uh, I, I was much longer longer term focused I could see that that um, the Lord was over it and that he was going to bring us through it and so um, a, a, definitely a big difference there and I definitely attribute it to the Lord uh, and his work in me um, so I, I tell you those two stories I'll refer to them back as we go through Psalm 37 um, Psalm 37 was written by a man uh, who definitely knew um, hard times. Um, they kind of, his hard times definitely make mine seem about that big. Uh, and that's David. Um, 
if you know, so, so David, just thinking about his life at a high level, um, he, he tells us about having to fight off a bear and a lion to protect his sheep. Um, I've never had to do that, and I hope I never do. Um, but uh, that was a big one, right? Um, not long after that, he was anointed king and uh, fought the nine-foot Philistine, right? Um, then the, the king of Israel came after him uh, to kill him. Uh, he fought numerous Philistine battles. Um, then he actually committed uh, adultery and murder. And uh, the Lord said, I'm, I'm going to take your son because you did this. Um, and not long after that, his, his, one of his older sons came after him for the throne. So um, just a, a tremendous amount of struggle in David's life. And yet he writes um, Psalm 37. And it's, uh, you'll see it's full of trusting in the Lord. Um, so I know I'm building up a lot before we get into it. Hang in there. Um, uh, the, so we'll be talking about the how of, of trusting in the Lord, and I'm, I'm hoping, um, you know, I hope that everyone here knows that they should trust in the Lord, the why. And so just at a, in a very small nutshell, the why, right? The Lord is in sovereign control over all things, and he loves you more than you can imagine. Um, and there's a, months of preaching there. But uh, um, so we'll be focused on the, on the how, uh, building on the why. Um, and one more thing before we, we read. I'm building it up pretty big, so I, I, hang in there. Um, the applicability. So Psalm 37 is, is uh, as, you'll, as you'll see when we read, it is written um, from the standpoint of the bad guys are after David. And I, I'm, not, I'm not sure in what phase uh, David was in his life when he wrote it. Um, but the bad guys are after him. And, uh, and so he talks a lot about, about that. Um, if you have bad guys after you, I know a lot of the elders in this church carry guns. So you're in good shape. Um, but uh, if they're not after you, it's still very applicable to whatever struggle you're going through. Whether it's uh, in your marriage, raising your kiddos at work with your boss. Um, Friends, family, um, definitely applicable. All right, without further ado, let's, uh, let's open to Psalm 37. I'll be reading from the NASB, uh, and we'll, we'll get started here. Psalm 37, a Psalm of David. Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious toward wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil doing. For evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked man will be no more, and you will look carefully for his place, and he will not be there. But the humble will inherit the land, and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The wicked plots against the righteous, and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees his day is coming. The wicked have drawn their sword, and bent their bow to cast down the afflicted and the needy, to slay those who are upright in conduct. The sword will enter their own heart and their bows will be broken. Better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of, the, of, the, of many wicked. 
For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil, and in the days of famine they will have abundance. But the wicked will perish, and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke, they vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious and gives. For those blessed by him will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, or his descendants begging bread. All day long he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. Depart from evil and do good, so you will abide forever. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his godly ones. They are preserved forever. But the descendants of the wicked will be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. The wicked spies upon the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand or let him be condemned when he is judged. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked, violent man spreading himself like a luxuriant tree in its native soil. Then he passed away, and lo, he was no more. I sought for him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man, and behold the upright, for the man of peace will have a posterity, but transgressors will be altogether destroyed. The posterity of the wicked will be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. All right. So um, we won't go in, in, in depth in every verse here, but uh, what I've done is kind of broken the psalm into um, group the verses into actions and then uh, waiting and then receiving. And so we'll, we'll kind of talk through some of the verses in that, uh, in that order. All right. So obeying uh, our actions. All right. Verse 3a. This is, verse 3 is, is, uh, is probably my favorite verse in the whole psalm. Uh, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. So the first part, trust in the Lord and do good. Um, I love this. I love this part because it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a simple man, okay? I'm not a, um, I, I like things to be simple and to, when I think about things, to break it down and, and chew on small chunks. Um, trust in the Lord and do good. When I, when I think about that, it's, it's, um, it's, that really could be our motto as Christians, right? Trust in the Lord and do good. Um, I, uh, I think a lot of times as Christians, we try to make things a lot more complicated. Um, but the Lord, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't want us to be uh, confused about what he wants us to do here. Um, now, that doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean, sorry, let me bend that out a little bit. Uh, it doesn't mean it's um, easy to do. Um, but understanding what to do is not hard, right? Trusting in the Lord and doing good. The doing good part is, is what he lays out for us in Scripture. Um, and trusting him is what we do every day, right? It's a, um, every day we need to get up with that, almost like a get out, roll out of bed, and Lord, I'm going to trust you and do good today, all right? 
So um, I uh, actually, I, I've started praying that over and over throughout the day, and especially when I get to those times where it's, I feel like things are caving in, in on me and I don't really understand what to do next or where to go. Um, that simple truth uh, and command, really, trust in the Lord and do good, helps me keep moving for Him. So um, one of my favorite ones. Uh, and the second part of that verse really kind of puts some meat to the bone there. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Um, you know, when you think of that word cultivate, it gives you the idea of like a, a farmer, right? Um, you can just like, you know, the, 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 see the guy out there plowing the field and plant the seed and watering, and he's, he's cultivating, right? He's, he's uh, working the land, doing good. Um, yet, it, unless the Lord holds on to his rules and, and maintains his rules of uh, germination and, you know, all the biological processes that make the seed grow, that seed's not going to do anything. I mean, that, that farmer can be out there cultivating his, his rear end off, but unless uh, the Lord blesses and um, causes that, those processes to produce fruit, there won't be any fruit. Um, but we serve a good God, right, who loves us and who loves to bear fruit. And so as Christians... That's what he, he doesn't say, hey, um, I want you to produce, uh, to, I, I want to see good results out of you. He says, I want you to do good, and I'll take care of the results, right? Um, you know, think about it in your life. You can't, uh, as much as we'd like to, we can't control our spouses, right? We can't control our bosses, our, our kids, but we can do good, and we can trust him for the fruit, right? So, um, so that's the that, that's kind of the um, uh, the bigger picture of that. But th- then you can also think about it as um, you're cultivating faithfulness. I, so when you think about that, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Whose faithfulness are you cultivating? Um, you're not cultivating your own, right? If you're depending on yourself, you're you're going to sorely be let down time and time again, or if you're depending on someone else or something, you're cultivating the Lord's faithfulness, right? Um, and that, to me, that's just a beautiful picture of um, what he wants us to be doing, trusting in him and doing good, and he will help us trust him more. The more we do good, the more we will trust him, and the more we trust him, the more we will do good. It's um, it, it's a... Uh, an upward spiral, right? Spiraling up to him, right? Uh, and so you're, the more you do good, you're, you're working the field of his faithfulness. And uh, I just, I love that picture. Um, so I got to move on here because uh, Jared says I, I can't go too long here. Um, all right. So probably my favorite verse there in the psalm and then 5a, move your eyes down to 5a. Another, another action. Uh, commit your way to the Lord, all right? Uh, trust, in, trust also in him and he will do it. Commit your way to the Lord. When I read this, I, I think about, um, you know, are you all in? You know, the, there, there's a recent song out by Toby Mac about um, swinging for the fences and um, he's all in. Uh, and I love that song. Uh, 
And I think that's, that's we need to kind of start each day with that. All right, am, I, am I all in for the Lord? Am I going to commit my way to the Lord? Um, you think about this. We come to um, decisions and uh, kind of forks in our road every day, um, throughout the day, moment by moment. And um, you have, at each fork, you have two ways to take. You could take your way or you could take the Lord's way, right? And... Um, by your actions, you're communicating who you're trusting in, right? If you take your way, you're, you're ver- you're, you're, by your actions, you're telling everyone around you and the Lord that, that you trust in yourself and not in Him. If you take His way, you're doing the same, right? You're, you're communicating that I'm, I'm for the Lord, I'm following His ways, and I'm, I'm committed to Him, right? And so... Um, it's, it's, you know, as we've all heard, your actions speak way louder than your words, right? And so, um, commit your way to the Lord. Are you all in? It's, it's something we have to focus on and, and recommit to you every day. Um, okay, 21B. Move your eyes down there. 21B. Um, the wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious and gives. The righteous is gracious and gives. Um, so the... The giving here, um, again, on the trust in the Lord and do good. Um, you know, it's it's uh, he doesn't he doesn't say give what he just says give, and so the I, I thought about the idea of stewardship, right? And and so, um, a steward is someone who has nothing of their own, right? It's it's something you, all you have is what the master's given you, and so you don't own you have no possessions so and that's the same as christians right we our bodies our time our money uh possessions um talents it's all it's all the lord's and it's all what he's given us uh he desires for us to give back to him in serving those around us and so give and and so one of the things that i struggle with um when when i think about giving of all i have is what what if i run out or you know, what if, what if I don't have what I need because I gave it to somebody else? Or what if I'm too tired? Um, now, obviously, there's, there's boundaries because part of being a good steward as a, as a husband and father myself is I've got to take care of my, my wife and my kids. Uh, and so I, I don't want to be a foolish steward, right? I want to be a wise steward. Um, but that fear and anxiety is, is saying that I'm not trusting him, Right? And so I need to trust him and to give um, generously of all that he's given me. Um, so give. So uh, 26B, um, moving on down there. Um, let's see. It says, all day long he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. Um, so I just want to focus. We, we've talked about the giving, and uh, here again we, we, hear, we see the lending. Um, but he says his descendants are a blessing. And it, it's not by luck, right? His, his descendants are, aren't a blessing by luck. They're a, they're a blessing because of all the trusting and doing good that they've seen come out of their parents, right? And so um, parents out there, trust in the Lord and do good so that your kids can see that and they will build their lives upon what they see out of you, right? And if you don't have kiddos... Trust in the Lord and do good so that those around you in your life can see you trusting in the Lord and doing good 
and they will in turn do that. Uh, one of the l- things I love to think about is um, everyone's a leader to someone, right? Someone is always watching you and learning from you. And so we want to be trusting in the Lord and doing good so that they can see that from us, right? And be a blessing because of the things they're seeing in us. All right. Uh, move on down to 30 and 31. 30 and 31. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. Um, so I, I uh, here again, this is, this is an action, right? Trust in the Lord and do good. So here it's, it's specifically talking about the words that come out of your mouth. Um, uh, Ephesians 4.29, it says, um, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your, from your mouth, but only such a word is as good for edification as is good for the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. So um, are, you, are you using your words in such a way that you're doing good with your words and you're showing that you trust him with your words? Um, and you know, you, it's hard to do that if you're not in the word, right? We talked about um, uh, being a good steward of your time. And so are you making time to read the word? Are you making time to, to open his, his word every day and even if it's just a couple of verses, right? Uh, dwelling on that in your mind and, and praying over it. Um, take the time to do it. You're, you are making yourself a useful tool to, for the Lord to use in his hand uh, in his kingdom. So, so take that time to fill your mind with, with wisdom so that when you open your mouth, his wisdom comes out, right? Um, all right, so we've spent some time talking about actions. Um, and I, I, I just want to reiterate before we move on. The actions, by, by acting out these things and by, by doing good, you are cultivating the faithfulness of the Lord. You're showing your trust in Him. And the more you do that, the more you will trust in Him, right? Um, I, it'd be great if, you know, as we grew up, we just automatically trusted the Lord. Um, that's not how he, he uh, made it, right? He made it so that as we walk, he's going to grow our trust. And then each step we take, more trust in him. Um, and and uh, something I've seen in my life is um, with each step I take, there, there, there may be a little bit further gap between the stones requiring a little bit more faith, Right? a little more trust. Um, but the Lord's faithful, right? Uh, that's one thing I, I, I didn't talk about. Uh, you know, in the, um, if you look back at the first story, um, the Lord's faithfulness was just as real in the first story as it was the second. The Lord didn't change. One of the verses that Grace says memorized is, um, I think it's Hebrews thirteen eight. Uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. His faithfulness is constant. But I couldn't see it in the first story. I couldn't see it because I wasn't cultivating it in my life. But man, in the second, it was like Jennifer and I were blown away at his faithfulness. And it's because we could see it. We could see we were cultivating it. We were working the field on a, on a routine basis. Just work in the Lord's field. And man, he was opening our eyes. 
And th- this move, honestly, was one of the best things for our family. Because he, 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 he was faithful um, to answer those prayers of draw us closer to you and to one another. Um, so, um, cultivate his faithfulness, folks. Alright, so, wait. Um, wait for the Lord. That's, that's kind of an oxymoron. You're, I'm talking about actions and then waiting. Um, we'll, we'll get there. So 7a, move back up, up the psalm here. 7a, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Uh, 9b, for evildoers, uh, let's see, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. And then 34, 34 has got, a, got we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about 34. Wait for the Lord and keep his way and he will exalt you to inherit the land. Wait for the Lord and keep his way. So, you may be asking yourself, self, how can, what's Brandon talking about? How can you keep his way and do good? Um, they kind of go and they maybe conflict with each other. Um, the Lord's not talking about sitting on the couch, right? Um, going back to Toby Mac's song about uh, uh, working hard. Um, he says... How you working hard when you ask him where the couch is, right? He's not, he, the Lord's not saying, hey, I, I just want you to sit on the couch and, and wait and, you know, I'll, I'll provide all these things and, no, no, no. He's talking about active waiting. In that second story, Jennifer and I were actively waiting. We were, um, man, we were praying. Like I said, we did our homework. We, I, I called folks who, who lived in the area found out about the schools, the leader, the, the uh, plant. Um, we, were, we were praying. We got our kiddos to pray uh, about the situation. But we were also still here. We were still meeting with our church family, meeting with our life group folks, uh, sharing our burdens with our friends, praying. We were still doing good. Uh, but we were waiting. We were... Uh, waiting for him and, and keeping his way, right? And so, depending on who you are, if you're more of a waiter or if you're more of a doer, um, you'll be challenged more in one of those than the other. I'm more of a um, waiter. I like to kind of wait and think about things and process. And my wife is more of a doer. So we make, we make a, good, uh, a good pair. But um, you're you will need to cultivate his faithfulness more in, one, in some of those areas than in others, right? Um, for me, it takes me uh, more trust to go and do things and commit to things than to, uh, than to wait. So, um, so, wait for the Lord. It also shows that you're waiting for his time because you also don't want to... Um, be hasty and make hasty decisions, right? You want to you make godly, wise decisions that honor him. All right. And then the last part, I, w- I want to talk about receiving. Um, now, this isn't a health and wealth prosperity gospel. Uh, I know you guys uh, wouldn't think that. But um, this is, as we go through these, these passages, um, you'll see it's, it's definitely more of a long-term focus of what we're receiving, and and um, uh, so so let's read through them. Go back to nine uh, B, Psalm thirty-seven nine B. Um, 
And I just want you to listen as we read through them. Listen for a, a common theme, okay? Um, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. 11a, all right? But the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. 16a, move your eyes down to 16a. Better is the little of the righteous. All right, there's the little of the righteous. Okay, so we're, we're not talking about, um, there could be some possession things in there, but um, enough, it's enough. Uh, 17b, but the Lord sustains the righteous. 18 and 19, the Lord knows the days of the blameless and their inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil and in the days of famine they will have abundance. 22, for those blessed by him will inherit the land. 24, when he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. 25, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. Uh, Move down to 29. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. And then 33. The Lord will not leave him in his hand or let him be condemned when he is judged. And then the last one there, 37. Mark the blameless man and behold the upright, for the man of peace will have a posterity. And so, you know, one of the, the... the things that I get out of those verses is the um, dwell in the land, right? And, uh, sorry, for those blessed by him will inherit the land, right? And, and it's the idea of uh, an eternal inheritance, right? A, a, um, it's a long-term focus of, you know, the, this, this is not our home. We're not um, made to be here forever, right? We're, we're here for a season, and our eternal home is with the Father in heaven, uh, being surrounded with his love and joy and peace and, and worshiping him. Um, and so, uh, you know, when we, when, especially when we're going through those, those struggles, um, that, like, I t- like I talked about in the first story, I got very tunnel-visioned. Um, that's, a, that's a word. We'll, we'll make it a word today. Um, I was so focused on just those that day to day thing that i couldn 't i couldn 't lift my vision up and see the longer term, but um, we need to we need to remember um, that you know why we 're here we 're here to serve the the king of all, and we 'll one day be with him, uh, and there will be no more sin and no more crying and no more pain and no more tears. Um, we'll be able to to sit at his feet and uh, be surrounded with his love so um the 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 gifts are that we're that we're working for those blessings um are eternal uh and and we'll we'll definitely be able to see the benefits here on earth like we talked about the lord um has grown grown us through this this move and and um, strengthened our faith, and those are those are blessings, absolutely. So, um, as we wrap up, I just want to read read those last two verses one more time. I love them. Um, uh, verse forty: The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them, because they take refuge in Him. 
So I just want to encourage you folks today, take refuge in him. Trust, trust in the Lord and do good. When you're, you know, in those, in those times where the world seems to be falling in on you, um, you're frustrated, um, you're losing hope, you know, you, you, um, maybe you're, it's, it's really dark and cloudy and you can't see which way to go. Just remember it, it's not complicated. Trust, trust in the Lord and do good. And I can't tell you how many times I, I got to those spots and that's all I would do. And, and sometimes I just say it out loud. Lord, I'm going to trust you and to do good. Just help me to put another foot in front of the other and to trust you and to do good. All right, let's pray. Lord, we, uh, Father, we just thank you so much that, that you are, you are faithful. Uh, Lord, even when we can't see your faithfulness, you are faithful. And Lord, help us to remember that, that, that you love us more than we can ever imagine. Father, that you are in sovereign control. Um, you, you have the hearts of man in your hand. Um, Father, you, you orchestrate all things. You work all things together for our good and your glory. Lord, help us to trust you there and to do good. We pray these things in Jesus' name.